doesn't mean you're stuck up. It means you're unwilling to settle for less. This is a good thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that your partner isn't a good quality partner. You just feel like there might be something better out there for you. There's nothing really wrong with that. And I truly believe that you can have just completely fulfilling relationships where you do not have that nagging sense. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think sometimes that's what, really all you need to know is that this thought is you know continuing to run through your mind. Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, and welcome to yet another X-Files episode. Um, Hi, everyone. Hi. So this time we are talking all about settling, but before we jump into that, we just want to remind you if you want some extra support, um, some extra content, then hop on over to our Patreon. Link is in the description. It's a great way to, you know, contribute to helping Mm -hmm. the podcast continue and telling us that we do a good job and also (laughs) getting uh, some extra content and support along the way. So yes. And hi to our patrons who are in there now and who are going to be watching this. Um, And also, if you've been listening to X-Files for a while, it might be fun because, you know, we will start polling from uh, the Patreon community and asking them for Mm -hmm. input on, you know, different topics. So come in there and hang out with us. Yeah. So with that, let's dive into settling. Yeah, I think this is a good topic. I think a lot of times people get back into relationships after a breakup and really wonder um, if they've lowered their standards or um, I think sometimes people get into relationships because they don't want to be alone. And um, I think that breakups can really mess with your head and it can make you second guess things and not quite, um, you know, know what's going on. And also, I think sometimes that you can, your standards can be really impacted if you've had a bad breakup. Yeah, I can attest to that. (laughs) And I'll talk about some of my stories. Um, You know, you can really lower the bar if you've had a bad bad relationship. So, so. um, but how do you know? And that's how do you know? Yeah, about today that. That's another thing that comes up a lot post breakup, especially a bad breakup is, is that self doubt. Um, And that can really get in the way of you seeing your, your next relationships clearly and be able to like really tell where they're at for you. Um, Yeah. I'm scrolled down or up. A little bit. Um, we did an episode a couple months ago on self-trust after breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an episode that I'm pretty proud of. So uh, if you'd like to you know, hear more about the topic, go over there and take a deep dive with us. And take for now, deep dive. <laughs> deep dive into self-trust. And right ah. now we'll take a deep dive into settling. So Claire found a great article, a bustle article, seven ways to tell you aren't settling in your relationship, but being realistic about love. I really enjoyed reading this. Um, And let's talk about the definition of settling versus being realistic. Mm -hmm. The article says settling in your relationship means that you know there's someone better out there and that you deserve more. This is according to April Davis, owner and founder of Luma Matchmaking. That's luxury max map. <laughs> Lux- Whoa, you know what? That's a tongue twister. Try saying it. Luxury, luxury matchmaking. matchmaking. 
Nice. (laughs) um, April told Bustle, having high standards doesn't mean you're stuck up. It means you're unwilling to settle for less. This is a good thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that your partner isn't a good quality partner. You just feel like there might be something better out there for you. There's nothing really wrong with that. And I truly believe that you can have just completely fulfilling relationships where you do not have that nagging sense. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think sometimes that's what, really all you need to know is if this thought is you know continuing to run through your mind. Yeah. Marriage.com says, Settling in a relationship means being ready to accept less than what you want or deserve. (laughs) So let's talk about either our definitions of settling or our signs of settling. I thought about this and it actually wasn't that hard for me to to come up with this. And my gauge is, first of all, I'm really good at listening to my intuition and I know what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And my, I think settling for me means that I feel disappointment. Um, And it's so when I feel disappointment, it's a really strong feeling. And I know, and I recognize it because it's not really something I feel very often. I really don't. Yeah. And it's just like kind of this heavy, dark, sad feeling. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say I'm really good at making the most of most situations and I would, I'm not disappointed very often because I don't really become attached to different outcomes in things. And so when I feel disappointment with people, I, I listen to it and it's not something that I want to feel a lot. That's why I don't try not to have expectations. Of course, it's, it's impossible not to have any expectations, but I don't become attached to them. Yeah. Um, so if I'm experiencing that with someone, especially in the early days of knowing them, I, I try to listen to it. For instance, I thought of this story, um, when I was, (laughs) I kind of hesitate to tell the story, but because it (gasps) makes me feel like a bit of a princess, but that's the best type of story. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was dating laundry boy, um, he went to work in London for a little while and I was living in Melbourne. And so we planned for me to go and see him after a month and a half or so. Mm -hmm. And we had planned this and planned this and planned this. And we had been long distant for, yeah, about that. Well, obviously that entire time, (laughs) about a month and a half, you know, (laughs) talking every day. Can't wait to see you. This is what we're going to do when I get there. Just, it was really built up and it was a really big deal for me to go because I, you know, just had missed him so much. And it was also from Melbourne to London, such a long trip, like so long. So first of all, he shows up at the airport and he, uh, I'm just going to say this, obviously had not even showered. <gasps> no, yeah. laundry Which boy, he, no. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how surprising that is, but, um, and then he had, you know, then he proceeded to tell me that he had actually stayed up like most of the night before with one of his friends and that he hadn't showered and that he had just kind of you know, woken up and just went straight there because he was so tired from the night before, mm-hmm. which that in and of itself, I was just kind of like, mm, like I'm coming the next morning. And this wasn't someone who really went out, went out a lot. And so yeah. I'm like, you're not like getting yeah. ready for me to get there. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't want to take an Uber after this like 20 hour trip that I had had. So we're like getting on this train and taking like an hour and a half trip back to London, like with all of my stuff. And I was just wrecked, exhausted. So then uh, too, I was like, 
Like, you know, I went to all this effort to get here. You can't like, you know, we can't get in a cab. I'm like exhausted. (laughs) Yes. And then we get to his flat and he hadn't even tidied up or anything. Like it was just complete mess. And I immediately, my heart just sank. You're like, you didn't even get ready for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cause it was like all, all of this like effort on your side Mm -hmm. and excitement. And he's just like, welcome to my home in the least effortful mm -hmm. way possible. Yeah, that's how I felt. And I actually continue to kind of feel that way, uh, you know, through the relationship. And I can say that today, if I I felt that I would like to think that I probably would have, you know, gotten out of the relationship because, you know, if you can't even show up for your woman, like to make her feel on a special um, like you're excited for her to be there. I mean, what you know what I don't really see this going anywhere but down you know (laughs) yeah it's not gonna get any better from there right those are like I think those are like the the best dates you know the most Mm. exciting like new fresh days and it's like oh man yeah yeah exactly then it's like Mm. it's gonna get worse yeah yeah i completely that feeling of disappointment from from my experience of being in a settling type relationship it was like it's it that's like kind of the overwhelming theme and it's just like um i think the the place where it gets mixed up is that it's like oh well if you're not 100% sure if you're like maybe over your ex mm-hmm. um you might think oh i'm just being unreasonable i just need to like work on my healing mm-hmm. from that and it's like well no actually maybe this might not be isn't <laughs> that might not be the right relationship yeah well and also after and, that or- even or either the not not the right relationship or you're not actually really or you're not ready yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and so you know I think it's it's that sinking feeling of disappointment even when even when there's situations where they do meet the standard there's still like disappointment it's like oh we're doing something that should be really fun right now and it's not totally you're not feeling as (laughs) and I'm just like "Uh." (laughs) like you know I get that as well yep yeah um yeah just kind of that like disappointment and we'll go through more like less feeling things and more like doing things that will show you hey this might be the situation for you um in a little bit but the concept of choose the concept of settling is about choosing someone who doesn't meet your needs in a relationship. There's plenty of factors when choosing to be with someone long term. Unfortunately for women in this day and age, we are no longer just looking for someone who's going to like financially take care of you and your children, you know? Many of us aren't. Many of <laughs> us are not. <laughs> um, well, I we guess what you're saying is options. before that was really like that the, was prim- really, the primary yeah. factor. That was the main mm-hmm. need yeah. was, mm-hmm. am I going to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. Um and you know men too are now looking for love they're not just looking for a quiet housewife to like build a life with you know and speaking for myself like i want a partner who is inspiring who i respect who's independent and yet supportive emotionally fills in for my weaknesses 
gives me space to let my strengths shine, a home base who I can count on, someone that makes good financial decisions because like I don't want to be like you know with someone yeah, who's valid. just like Completely. I don't know like gambling all the money away or something <laughs> like, <laughs> um yeah uh, maybe we shouldn't laugh at that uh, yeah I mean it's a very real thing um but it's it's something I I look out for um someone who's good with my cats um who does thoughtful things for me without me even asking or telling them how to um you know, like there's a lot of things to to be. What you wrote here was just so beautiful. I want to make sure that you like keep a record of this. Keep and a you record. Put this somewhere because yeah. it's really lovely. Oh, thank mm. you. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's you know that's coming from like a a a place of like noticing lack of those things, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, I've also found myself in situations where I see how happy I make someone and that makes mm. me really happy how much they want to be with me and yet they fall short mm. of those standards that I have um and I've I've definitely tried to talk myself down from my needs and like are they really realistic are they really needs or are they just nice to haves but now like I've got quite a large sample size, quite a large data set. And I know, hey, that mm -hmm. disappointment feeling doesn't go away. Yes. It stays, <laughs> it grows. Mm -hmm. And, it you know, it gets worse. And mm -hmm. it it takes more than just love to be in a long-term relationship. It, it really does. And, yeah, eventually you just can't, can't do it anymore if there's only love there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about this, but, you know, people – just talk themselves into it and yeah. that leads to resentment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So why do people settle? I found this to be a very um, fascinating thing to explore. There's so many reasons. Let's talk about them. First of all, ooh, Oprah.com. When we believe we cannot have what we desire, when we lack faith in ourselves and in the goodness of life, we settle for less. We decide that whatever is in front of us is better than nothing. I think probably someone who has a general lack of passion for life would probably yeah. settle for less. And that's why you got to work on yourself when you're single and love life because yeah. then you you know, you'll never settle for less because you know how good your life is already. Yeah. <laughs> um I put this, someone who doesn't think they are good enough will get someone who treats them the same way. Ooh. Author Yelana Van Zant writes, I often see people settle for less than they deserve in personal relationships, accepting bad behavior, excusing broken promises, accommodating people who take more than they give. Why? Because doing things we've grown accustomed to is familiar and comfortable. Ooh. Yeah. If you're used to people breaking their promises and saying they're going to do things and then not, then I guess you yeah, wouldn't like, maybe know that you deserve better because you're comfortable with that. Just yeah. like I'm real, I really don't like flaky people, but yeah. there are a lot of flaky people. There are a lot, and of I flaky think people. that if you're used to being around flaky people, then maybe you would accept that in your relationship because you think that's how everyone is. Yeah, and mm -hmm. this might not be conscious too. 
um yeah. like another thing too is like our caregivers whatever sort of love they gave us and whatever their shortcomings were mm -hmm. that's what our our little baby brains imprint on as this is love and yeah. so when we meet someone who's like i love you and then they flake on us we're like mm -hmm. this is love great it fits my definition and you know it yeah. feels right mm -hmm. um, or i need to be more accommodating for them yeah because they're in love with me <laughs> yeah because that's what you do with people you love yes. is you accommodate their shortcomings um well kind of yeah but it's, like yeah. i mean if you if you've grown up with unhealthy attachment yeah style basically yep. um yeah so another another factor is worthiness so within the theme of settling is this idea of not getting what you deserve out of a partnership so like which can be like crunchy for people because they're like mm, deserving like i have to earn it like what does that mean um and as a simple statement it's like yeah you you're not getting what you deserve that makes sense but part of why people settle is that they convince themselves that their desires are either impossible or it's too much for them to ask for. But don't we all deserve the best, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, do some people deserve less than others? No, 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 no. People <laughs> deserve to have what is important to them. And what is important to each person varies from person to person. So for one per you might be with someone you're asking too much of them and that's fine they should be with someone who's like wow you fulfill everything i've ever wanted like that's yeah. that's amazing I you agree. know and they're like wow how did you arrive here because you're exactly what i wanted <laughs> you know yeah um so so yeah so just because it's not enough for you doesn't mean they won't be enough for someone else mm -hmm. so maybe i like the examples you gave yeah it, like i mean i tried to make it practical so right. that we could mm -hmm. kind of be like wait what does this mean deserve mm -hmm. or or want or any of these things like maybe all your partner wants is a dinner date once a week and they're happy they're I'm like cool with that. that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly janice she's mm -hmm. like hi yep. <laughs> all i want is a dinner date once a week um they're getting what they deserve because that's what they desire but if you want a partner who wakes up early for a hike every weekend and who shares the drive you have to like take care of their body and they're just giving you one dinner date a week and you're like mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is i feel unsatisfied with this then you're not getting what you deserve because it's not what you want so that's really what what it's about so just because it's great for one person doesn't mean it's good enough for you. It's my favorite yeah. quote from this entire episode. I think All right. we have plenty to go, but I think it's my favorite. <laughs> Social media graphic. Yeah. <laughs> what are another, another reason that people settle? Lack mentality. I think that this is such a problem in this day and age. All these stories that we are telling ourselves about not, not about quality people not being available. Um, and this is a lack of faith that you want exists. According to the Association for Psychological Science, scarcity mentality refers to people seeing life as a finite pie. So that if one person takes a big piece that leaves less for everyone else, 
What does this actually look like? It is very pervasive. It looks like all the good ones are gone. All the guys on dating apps suck. There are no good guys in LA, New York, Denver. I've heard this a lot. Or all the guys in New York just want to, you know, have sex. No one wants to commit. No No one one in LA wants to commit. No one's looking for commitment. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, well, (laughs) um, yeah. And I mean, yep. We hear it all the time. And I think you can especially feel this way after a breakup and you, and aren't thinking that the person that you were just with was your chance. They were so great. And now, you know, the opportunity is gone. We have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups, broken hearts, and moving on journeys. Each day, we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week, but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. We would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. Yeah. Or another thing that just occurred to me, like Mm -hmm. the lack mentality could be like, well, like there isn't going to be anyone who fulfills my needs because like those ones are taken yeah, or, or they just don't exist because I'm too picky. Um, Stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, (laughs) For sure. (laughs) um, Yeah. So another factor can be loving someone who is not a good partner for you mm-hmm. or not the right partner for you. So I I believe we can definitely fall in love with and care deeply for someone who's just not a good fit. Um, and it's hard to hurt the people that we love, especially when we, you know, we wish it could work out with them. It's just, if something feels off or is objectively wrong or missing with the relationship, even if you love this person, you may be settling. So it doesn't like, I don't think it's like settling doesn't need to be, oh, I am knowingly settling for someone I don't love. It's like, no, you might love them, but they're Mm -hmm. just not, they're not it for you. They're not making you happy in a lot of other ways. Or maybe it's more of a friendship love than a romantic love, which is really valid and you don't want to hurt them either yeah because you're like I would beat up anyone who hurt you and Mm -hmm. then I'm gonna be the one who hurts you yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's rough you know if you're protective of someone and then of course there's the issue of sorry to cut you off of course there's the issue of timing this all (laughs) this kind of drives me crazy because we only get one life to live and you know staying on this arbitrary schedule 
Uh, so, but what does it look like? Maybe you want kids and you've been dating someone for a couple years in your late twenties. We hear from people who worry about starting over and running out of time. This person seems like they'd be able to give you the bare minimum for you to be able to make that future reality, but they aren't really meant to be your person. They are not what you want in other ways. I know so many stories about people, I guess, especially women who, you know, got married or stayed in a relationship because of the kid thing. And yeah. just, I mean, yeah. And, um, and let's, and it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've only seen like part of the first episode, but, um, the Netflix series love life seems to be about this where she's oh, like okay. this amazing guy settled down with him to have kids because he was there and he was safe and he fulfilled all these things that she did want he's just not fulfilling this one very very important need in her life which i think what you know is is sex is that so, the, oh i think you'd like this show okay Ooh. cool i will check it out yeah yes um you know and when you really think about it you're putting your need or desire or want for this type of future or having kids above your own happiness really and mm -hmm. you know rest assured when you make room for the right people and circumstances to come in things will fall into place quicker than you'd expect when you put your own happiness and even momentary satisfaction in life above everything else yes i love i love the expression that things fall into place because they they absolutely do absolutely and I mean, it's really not worth staying in a relationship where you're unfulfilled just to have any outcome at all, whether it be kids or future or house or companionship even. So another reason is that it's comfortable. I don't think that a relationship that is not working is exactly comfortable, mm -hmm. but when you have your habits your shared spaces, routines, maybe pets, or even kids that you share. Compared to disrupting and then divvying up all of those things, staying mm -hmm. is comfortable. Yes. I mean, yeah. be really honest with yourself. How many times have you stayed in a relationship because you were living with the person? Or how many of yeah. your friends have stayed in it because they, you know, I mean, uprooting your life is extremely complicated and it is um not really the funnest thing all of the time but and like yeah. I stayed in my marriage I you know I think I probably would also say I stayed with my abuser on some level because it's just like starting over just felt so uh, overwhelming yeah that it, sometimes it was better to just or not better sometimes it felt easier to push through the unhappiness to not have to deal with, well, then what am I going to do when I leave? Yeah. You're like, especially like if, you know, you're sharing a place that's like financially going to be hard for just one of you to, yeah. to support, yeah. um, you know, like I, when I broke up with my ex fiance, like my rent doubled, which was basically yeah. all of my income at that time. Yeah. And, and that you know, takes a lot of planning to yeah. double your rent. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a huge life change. It's, it's very, yeah, it definitely is difficult. And so like, yeah, like I, I get it. There are logistics um, and, and that's very uncomfortable to then be on a 
extremely tight budget yeah but like I got through it and I figured out yes. what the next best step was each time there was another step mm -hmm. I was like okay what next and you know figured it out and now I'm in a place where I am so glad that I went through all the discomfort of that. Yeah. I mean, you my know? situation in Australia was very similar. It wasn't a romantic relationship, but I was in this fucked up situation with my sponsor. And oh, there was red flags like every step of the way from like yeah. the first time we were even discussing the, the visa. And yeah. I stayed in it because not getting the visa and walking away from what was definitely a toxic situation meant coming back to the States, like completely rebuilding my life from scratch. And I just, I just couldn't even think about how to make that happen. Um, but yes, I'm glad that I did. And everyone, you can do it. It takes some planning and a lot of courage, but it's, it's yeah. possible. And also do not sign papers or move in with anybody <laughs> for at least a year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sign anything. Yeah, you always have you to can't be able to walk decisions. away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Breakup brain, they're like, don't operate heavy machinery or yeah. make life changing decisions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um yeah. So another reason people settle that I am aware of is loneliness. People settle because they have not learned how to spend time alone or mm -hmm. accept that they can be whole without a relationship. Yeah. And people rush into things just for that reason. Yeah, they they do because it's like better than the alternative. But yeah. the crazy thing is, is that it is such a painful idea for a lot of people to be alone and to like have to figure out your own entertainment or your own emotional support mm. or like get emotional support from friends and family instead of a partner. You know, it's it's like like this is your life you are you are it like you were there at the beginning you'll be the only one who's there at the end you know like and and we're, we just try to spend as much time as possible not with ourselves mm -hmm. which i think is really kind of crazy it is um, crazy <laughs> and it's a horrible foundation for a good relationship if yeah. you're looking for someone to fulfill this need i mean it's just it's putting way too much responsibility and way too big of a burden on the relationship and on this yeah. person yeah um another reason that i've seen is is people pleasing um, so like maybe your parents love them and would think that you were making the wrong decision. You're thinking about, oh man, I'm going to lose mutual friends in the friendship breakup. They're going to think that, you know, I'm making the wrong decision or they're going to side with my ex and, you know, then I'm going to be even more alone. Hmm. Um, maybe just generally concern about what people will think. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe what uh you're worried about what the other parents at school may think you know you're like oh man i'm in pta and they're gonna be like no she's getting divorced like yeah well, the gossip mill yeah hmm. um thinking about what your kids think if your kids are gonna be okay you know you can be like people pleasing trying to you know take care of your kids mm -hmm. um and staying in like a loveless marriage to do right. it right or haven't we heard about someone who got separated and then didn't tell their kids yeah yeah mm -hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about 
I don't want to give away the stuff, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think a lot of times people wait until it's like, oh, they just need to turn 18 and then we're going to like actually officially do the separation. Mm -hmm. um, they just need to leave for college and then we can finally leave each other, you know? And yeah, because no one over 18 can be traumatized by anything their parents do. Yeah. And <laughs> I know not, for a fact that that's false. Yeah. <laughs> and also like kids pick up on things. They know yeah. mm -hmm. that this whole time you know that was not a good situation yeah. and like and then they f may feel the responsibility of being the reason why you stayed in an unhappy place for oh, all those so years true. was to, was for them and they're mm -hmm. just watching you know like unhealthy relationship dynamics play out yeah and Whoa. not getting the message that mm -hmm. like hey when you're not happy yeah do what mom did and leave. That's what I was just going <laughs> you know? to say is so, kids need to know that you're allowed to leave relationships. You're allowed to leave. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you want them to be able to do that in their lives. I right. don't think any parent really, when you get down to it, would be like, oh, my child is unhappy. They should stay in that. No, I think I mean, I've heard of get it, you out. But, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think I think typically, yeah. yes, you, you would at least hope that would be the mindset. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the mindset that we support here. Yes. So Janice, why should you not settle? I mean, we're painting this out like such a bad thing. Why <laughs> well, is it I bad? think that it is. A, I think that it is a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think agree. relationships can and are meant to be, you know, joyous every day. We always say that yes, relationships are work, but they shouldn't mm -hmm. be hard work all the time or really often. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially so, early. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Completely. Yeah. And why? Why should you not settle? Resentment and regret. According to the same awesome bustle article, more often than not, settling can lead to resentment and then regret. Any amount of doubt is worth questioning and looking into, said April Davis. Even if you love your partner, it's important to imagine far, far down the line. Is, some, is there something missing? Are you getting your intellectual and physical needs met? Oh, I love this. I would love everybody to think about being with this person that you're thinking of dating five years from now and be really honest about what that would look like. And I'll, I mean, and if it could be a really fun thing, but I think a lot of times people will be like, oh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what the, you know, how I'm going to feel about this weird habit of theirs five years from now. <laughs> and I think having the same conversations over and over, yeah. if mm. that's already happening, it's going to keep happening. Yeah, and that's true. If you're having, I guess, an issue yeah. that's coming up again and again, imagine having the same conversation about that issue for five, five more years. Settling is also a waste of time. The event, the relationship will fall apart eventually. The alternative is not being happy for the rest of your life. Mm. And back to the resentment thing, settling leads to dissatisfaction, which can lead to resentment, which can lead to things blowing up in your face. The oh. worst breakups are often when there is a high level of resentment between two people. This yeah. is when people say horrible things to each other. This is when people do horrible things to each other. This is when it can be most devastating because it can really turn into something that almost looks like hate. Yeah. Criticism, content, defensiveness, mm. and stonewalling. And I think when you have resentment, all of these things 
are going to be coming yeah. up but especially mm -hmm. contempt if someone is like repeatedly not met your needs you start to like just believe in them less i think yeah and yeah. really not like them too much yeah yeah because you know the, it is kind of torturing you but you yeah. are in control of the situation you you can end it yeah um another reason why you should not settle is because it's taking that person away from their happiness too mm -hmm. there is no self-sacrifice here what is bad for one person cannot be good for the other they're missing out on the person or people who want exactly what they are, mm -hmm. and they're not asking any more of them. You're in the place of that person, and you're blocking them from starting the healing process and then eventually finding the right person for them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, like you think you're being selfless, but you're actually, you know, you're kind of slowing, slowing their role as well. Yeah, I think the same could go for thinking that you need to stay with someone because you're the only thing they've got. That's not yeah. really fair to them either because they deserve to have someone who supports them who is has more reason to stay with them than that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Who's like actually really stoked. Um, okay. <laughs> and and finally, of course, again, uh, life is short. You've only got one of only life in one. this form at least. And, of yeah. uh, you know, relationships, I, you know, are, can be a really beautiful part of life and you just, you don't need to feel settling yeah. in them. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. There's so much more out there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, ha it's yeah. happier and more exciting to be single and not settling for yourself and not letting yourself down than it is to be in a relationship with someone else where you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So awesome. all of this being said, how do you know if you're settling? What does settling look like? I think we've convinced you maybe not to do it, <laughs> but how do you know? All right. I love this list. First of all, you have to work yourself into a state of excitement rather than naturally experiencing joy and passion around the person or the relationship. I can relate to this. Two, you reason with yourself about what you can do without and why you should be satisfied rather than feeling gratitude for what you have. Yeah. Three, you focus, your focus is on the time and energy you've invested in a relationship, the time sink fallacy, rather than the love, joy, and gratification you've gained because it's not enough. I really like this one. I, I don't know if I can relate necessarily, but I have heard people say that they don't want to leave because they've already invested so much into it and also feeling that much worse about a relation, about a breakup, because you feel like you've wasted five years or you put in five years or two. Yeah. Mm. I think this goes hand in hand with people who are like, my life has to be on a schedule of mm. like, we date for two years, we get married, we have kids mm. and all of that happens before 30, you know? Um, I know that it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's no amount of time that you can put into a relationship that's worth being unhappy. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Like people break up after 40 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, what know. is this trend of, well, what are they calling them? Grace and Golding Frankie. your marriages or, or golden your divorces or 
Yeah. So, so re- what about so Grace, and, Grace and Frankie? Mm-hmm. Like one yeah. of your favorite shows. Like <laughs> yep. it was. <laughs> yeah. These people were in their seventies. I think yeah. when they started over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So life can be beautiful no matter what stage of you're in. Yeah, exactly. Another way to know you're making excuses and convincing yourself that you should stay rather than going for what you truly want. Another way to tell the friend test. Oh, this is so good. When you talk about your partner to your friends, do you spend more time complaining about what you have rather than appreciating it? Mm -hmm. Are you making excuses for why you sound unhappy? Yeah. Examples. She's going to get a job. The market is just really bad right now. Uh, They're going to spend more time with me. It's just really hard for them to change their Oh, Claire. These examples. (laughs) We don't have to to include that one. (laughs) Or uh, it's just, you know, really hard for them to sleep, change their sleep schedule. Yeah. So constantly making excuses. I know um, when I was married, I would make excuses for why my partner didn't come to things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, things that were really important to me, you know, things that I had spent lots of time planning. Um, I was an activist in college and I would, you know, plan these events. And once in a while, you know, he'd get pissed off and not come for reasons that I didn't just really didn't think were valid he was really into like kind of I guess punishing me if he was mad you know he would you know then not show up and my I my friends would often be like you know where is he you know this is kind of a big deal and yeah making excuses for for him was really hard for me and I really should have yeah taken it as a sign I also think if you are um finding excuses to vent and talking to your friends and venting a lot about a person yeah uh, it would would be a sign um and then along the same lines I put this in there has anyone ever pointed out to you that you could do better or have people told you that they have concerns about your partner or the relationship (laughs) I think this is something to tread lightly with even friends can have motivations for not wanting you to be with someone that could be selfish on their part However, a really good friend who's pointing something out to you, I think you should uh, give heed to, at least consider it. Another sign. Are you overcompensating or talking yourself into being more grateful or enthusiastic than you actually are or that you naturally are? Going back to my marriage, (laughs) we've I've already brought this up a couple of times, but the Facebook post that came up that was from like 10 years ago. And I was really actively at this time trying to like psych myself into staying with him and be more excited than I actually was. Yeah. Um, that's huge yeah yeah Yeah. I I mean I think I've definitely the friend test is a personal one that would definitely Mm. reveal lots of things for me and then also you know overcompensating um and being Mm. like oh well you know there's like all these things I'm complaining about but what is good like really doubling down on those things and really they're not weighted the same you know totally that's a good way to put it and I think you can also overcompensate by telling your partner how great they are to kind of try and add some fire in and I yeah I think I see that a lot with people who are like wow it just came out of nowhere like just last week they were saying how much they loved me and how it was just like the best relationship of their life and like Mm. all of these things like how could they then leave me and it's like 
yeah, maybe they were trying to convince themselves in that moment. And then they realized they can't, you know, that's a really Um, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, how do you know if you're settling, if it just doesn't feel right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes to that. There's just not a logic to it. It's mm-hmm. just not your person. Um, you know, you just feel like backing away instead of coming yeah. closer, you know, or it's run out of steam. It's run its course and you're just yeah. not, you're just not feeling it anymore. Yeah. Some other reasons um, you're putting up with deal breakers. You're putting up with traits that you actually hate mm-hmm. and you don't respect and you would not previously tolerate could be settling. Um, external timelines are pressuring you. We've got that one from earlier. They don't want to have deep talks. Everything's mm-hmm. like very surface level and you're like, you can't yep. talk about issues mm-hmm. and you this goes fix things. Yeah. That goes back to the fantasy bond that we talked about a few months, uh, a couple months ago. Oh yeah. That's a really good point. You're constantly scared. You're missing out. You're like kind of jealous of your friends who are dating and you're like, man, I feel like I'm missing out on some like fun activities. (laughs) And, um, every relationships has things that go on behind the scenes that no one knows about. And people who aren't, who seem happy, aren't always, but if you're looking at someone else's relationship and feeling, Oh, you know, I wish they would do that for me, or I wish we were that happy. Yeah. Yeah listen to that yeah (laughs) you're constantly trying to change them that's a Mm -hmm. big one you're like i would be happy if they just changed these three things Mm -hmm. um so if they change those three things then i'll be happy and it's like well maybe not like you know um you've put yourself on hold you've put your own like life plans and life goals on hold Mm -hmm. river is so happy right now oh my god and if you're, I mean, the thing is, if you're feeling that you're doing that is yes. the sign. I mean, because yes, I think in relationships, often we change, you know, change things because, yeah. uh, you know, or maybe change our lives up a little bit to fit Life in with changes. the other person. Yeah. Um, but it's, if you're feeling that you're, yeah, that you've put your, yeah. instead that of feeling like you're doing it because it's good for the relationship or because it's what you want and yeah, instead you want. feel like you're putting your yeah. life on hold. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what to listen to. Yeah, I think like one example of this is like daily phone call thing. Yeah. You know, it's okay. like it mm. starts to feel like you're doing this because you have to and mm. you're doing this mm. because the other person wants to talk to you and you're like, okay, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> talk mm. for like the 10 minutes and then you go on with your day. You know, it's like yep. – that's you're putting yourself on hold for those 10 minutes basically you know like I Mm -hmm. think yeah I think that can that can be a sign um you're just your enthusiasm for the relationship in general is declining um you're just like not feeling it that can just be it that can Mm -hmm. be as deep as it goes and I think even after the honeymoon phase when the relationship you know gets into a different type of rhythm you can still feel excited about getting to that stage yeah yeah instead of just being like it's I'm just it's just completely fizzled after the honeymoon phase yeah exactly if it's just like gone there's like nothing left yeah Mm -hmm. um you justify at least he's faithful. At least mm-hmm. he listens to me. At least he, you know, like is supportive in some respect. 
Um, this can be especially easy for people who've had bad or abusive relationships in the past. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you've been on like a bunch of bad dates. And so this guy seems amazing Mm -hmm. by comparison. And then you're like down the road, you're like, he wasn't, it's just comparatively, it was better than terrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah. And then frequently comparing your relationship to others as well and being like, wow, you know, um, yeah, and this could be like this could be part of the justification is like, well, at least they're like n- nicer to me than than this person. Like, at least they're not cheating on me yeah. like this other person. But mm-hmm. it can also go the other way and be like, wow, I wish they had their life together like this person, or like, totally. you know, or little things. I mean, I know. I love getting flowers, and I remember mm-hmm. I'd know when I was married. Sometimes I would see you know, some of my friends that whose partners would get them flowers. And I would always be like, oh, I wish I got flowers more often. And yeah. I just want to put this out there. I've had this conversation with a colleague recently about the whole flowers thing. You can uh-huh. absolutely tell your partner that this is important to you. And yeah. I promise you that there are men, there are partners out there who would love knowing this and love doing yes, this. For exactly. You. They're just mm-hmm. like, I'd love to do things for her or him. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you drop those, those, yeah. those, uh, key mm-hmm. advice, <laughs> that key advice, then, you know, then you can see, oh, wow, this person has follow through and actually wants to do things that yeah. are, you know, that are going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's completely out there for you. So let's mm-hmm. talk about reaching versus settling. So, okay. So according to elite daily, There is an episode of How I Met Your Mother that discussed the theory that every good relationship has a reacher and a settler. One person reaches for someone who's out of their league and the other person settles for someone below theirs. So have you seen this episode, Claire? I think, yeah, but it's been years and I can't really remember it, (laughs) but yeah. um... I, I remember this episode very clearly and it was, I there are some elements of how I met your mother that I actually like and that I think yeah. the writing is really good. Oh, and definitely. I love the plot, um, the plot twist and how it all comes together in the end. Um, but there's also some very problematic things Bad about the show. <laughs> obviously I always get nervous when I mention how I met your mother, because I'm afraid people are going to think I'm a bad feminist. Um, but mm. when I saw this episode, I, it was, it's so cringy. Um, I forgot the yeah. characters' names, the two who are in the long-term relationship. Um, oh, yeah. Marshall. Um, Marshall. Marshall is the guy. I know that because I had the biggest crush on Marshall. Um, oh. And, oh, Marshall and Lily. Lily. Yeah, I thought okay, Marshall cool. was the sweetest. And he just worships Lily. And I, I actually thought in many regards, they portrayed a very healthy long-term relationship between Marshall mm-hmm. and Lily, but this made me cringe and it was yeah. a- almost hard to watch because somehow this theory of the reacher and the settler comes up and then Marshall and Lily spend the rest of the episode talking about who's reaching and who's settling. And I'm just like, <sighs> Oh my God, like how more hurt- hurtful of a conversation can you have with your partner? And then they, and then Lily actually says that he's the reacher and I'm like that's so insulting and like why would you want to stay with someone who's telling you that um yeah 
And also, like, maybe maybe we all missed the point of the episode. Maybe the point was mm. that they couldn't figure out who was the Reacher or the Settler because the theory is wrong. And there is no Reacher or Settler in healthy relationships. Right. I don't know. But, mm. I mean, yeah. And that, she also seemed to really love and respect him. And so yeah. I didn't really understand why it was so important for them to really explore this but yeah you're right it's you know maybe it's a bullshit theory (laughs) i believe it's a bullshit theory Mm -hmm. i think that reaching and settling is maybe very common to see but i don't think it's the goal Mm -hmm. or that it's necessary for a long-lasting relationship i don't think there has to be like a push-pull dynamic in a healthy relationship i think yeah i think that they're is often a more dominant partner or maybe someone who pushes the courtship along a little bit more Um, but I don't think that that necessarily means that they're reaching and of course what we want for everyone out there is not reaching and settling we want happy equal relationships where both people are thrilled to be with the other every single day yes settling versus relationship anxiety Mm -hmm. so this is an actual thing um our ocd relationship ocd (laughs) relationship anxiety it's like in an otherwise healthy loving relationship one person could be having overwhelming fears doubts thoughts about their relationship or their partner where it's like you're having sex and you're like am i turned on enough like oh wow okay or like maybe constantly asking the other person if they're happy yeah or Mm -hmm. doing some messing up a little bit and then like over apologizing over apologizing yeah and it's like if if that person in any way isn't exactly as you were planning or expecting you're Mm -hmm. then like oh my god like go into a spiral of like Mm -hmm. is this a right relationship for me um like should we break up like is this healthy for me? And it's, you know, this does not apply to abusive relationships. This does not apply to relationships where there are large gaps that are not being filled. It's kind of like this person does is all of the things that I want and they're doing all the things and they're showing me that they care and they're doing things, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything seems to be there, but you're still questioning it. That could be along the lines like maybe just not being capable of seeing it or not being capable of intimacy or yeah um, yeah and you know so if if you're listening to this and you're like yeah I don't know if any of these like settling um the themes are applying to me but I still feel like something is off or Mm -hmm. that I need to end the relationship and stuff first of all you can just you can just end the relationship um, but if you're if you're like, oh, interesting, I might want to read more about that, I really recommend Shiva Raja's book, Relationship OCD, a CBT-based guide to move beyond obsessive doubt, anxiety, and fear of commitment in romantic relationships. Personally, it was really helpful for me because I went through a long period of time of being like, maybe I have that. And uh, <laughs> reading the book... Mm-hmm. helped me be like no i don't have that i might i i i'm my feelings I'm, are valid yeah <laughs> my feelings are valid i don't have like this this uh diagnosis it's not me it's mm-hmm. you well um, you know what so- i think that uh, that's a 
good way to give yourself closure when you, yeah. you know, make a decision is when you've exactly. done yeah. the research. That it sounds yeah, like it's like, done. I've really researched this and mm. yeah, I'm feeling very certain. <laughs> good. So yeah. is it settling or is it compromising? This is a great conversation. Mm-hmm. So to me, we're, uh, we're both going to talk about what this means to us. To me, I would absolutely say, and this was really easy for me to answer, actually. Mm. Settling would be throwing my list of needs and wants out the window. So this would be violating my self-trust, turning my back on the things that I've learned I want during my single life, because I have come to learn how good my single life is and what I am both gaining and losing by opening up to a relationship with someone. So for Mm. instance, I haven't told this whole story on the show, but what I learned when I was single is anyone who violates my time and space boundaries is someone I don't want to be with. And I actually have had this inner conversation with myself of that. I would be betraying myself and I'd be settling if I let someone do that. Yeah. Because I've promised myself that this is a priority. And so if I were to toss that out the window, because, you know, someone I'm dating, you know, wanted to spend time with me during my work hours, for instance, Mm. I knew that I'd be betraying myself. And so I, and I I haven't done that. Compromising on the other hand is being flexible on certain things that I may do differently in order to improve the strength of the relationship. Yeah. If that makes sense or, you know, compromising on something. Yeah. Like, like I said, that I might do differently. um, But that's not really going to affect my life, I guess. So Mm -hmm. for instance, on my list of desires would be, um, you know, like maybe I've I've never dated a vegetarian, but I'd be super stoked. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I like to have someone cook for me. Uh, cause I don't really like to cook. So, you know, like yeah. that's on my list of desires. Um, I like being outdoors. I would love to hike with someone, but I also have hiking on my list of desires because I would be ha- just as happy to hike by myself than to hike with my partner, mm-hmm. you know? And also I am seeing someone who doesn't eat any vegetables. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I guess you would say that's more of a compromise for me. I'm very yeah. um into my diet and I'm very I, you know, food and what you put in your body is a, of a big interest of mine and mm-hmm. if it was to the person I was dating, I would enjoy it, but I'm perfectly, you know, happy to you know forego that because, you know, I think that, yeah, you know, he, he meets, you know, my, um, needs and wants. So I'm happy to kind of compromise on the desires. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also like diets and eating habits and stuff do change like throughout life. I think, yeah, sure. you know, like mm-hmm. I was vegan for four years. I am not vegan anymore. Like mm-hmm. things change. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And I don't, yeah. and I'll, I mean, I would never really think to change this about him, um, yeah. but I also, I don't feel like I'm making a large sacrifice. Yeah. You know, it's, not large, think- it's not like he's like, I'm going to force feed you like, <laughs> right. my food. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't really like to cook. It's cool with me. I, you know, you know, prefer yeah. to go out anyways. He's happy to take me out. Um, oh, I was going to say something else. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my, that's how I look at, um, settling and compromising. Yeah. 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 For me, you know, compromising is when the core stuff is there 
and maybe there's some inconveniences that don't violate your values or mm -hmm. your list of needs, wants, and desires. So like your values are like your business and your work time. And that's very, yes. and those are on my list <laughs> and that's core, that's mm -hmm. core stuff, but making everyone else follow your diet, not a core value of yours, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe for, for someone who's like a hardcore vegan, right. That would be a core value of theirs. Right. They're like, yeah. no, I can't have that stuff in the mm -hmm. house. Like I don't want it around me. Mm -hmm. That's a core value for that person. Fair enough. Like that would not be compromising. That would be settling and doing yes. something that's like really not good for the individual. That's a very good example. And I also know for a fact that there are lots of vegans out there and you, if you want to be with a vegan, you can be with a vegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, compromises are things you can easily move past and you don't find yourself repetitively thinking about those issues mm. and feeling like you're making a large sacrifice all the mm. time. Yep. So finally, is it settling or, or is it just being realistic? The bustle article from earlier, seven ways to tell you are not settling in your relationship, but being realistic about love. In your mind, breaking up is never really an option. So settling feels like every day is hard and every little problem, you're like, maybe we should break up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and I, I think this is, yeah. that's, that's good. I like that, that yeah. one a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think if you're being realistic, you're like, oh, problems come up. Let's work through them. Like, let's talk mm -hmm. about it. It's yeah. not like immediately jumping to worst case scenario, we should break up. Yeah. I think even um, if you feel like you need to take time and space away from each other, but still that you don't consider it a breakup, but you're just kind of regrouping or taking a couple of days off or, you know, rather than yeah, saying not a break, but like, a yes. you know, a space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're still finding time for sex. You want to have sex. You miss it when it's been a while. You're not doing it just because. Yeah. You're not doing it. Because <laughs> I got that. You like you should. <laughs> Mm. Or yeah. I, I, another way to look at it is um, you know, something I've experienced and that I know uh, other women have. I don't know about men necessarily, um, but kind of dreading it or yeah. trying to avoid it. Dreading mm -hmm. it or, you know, like having to, you know, like have a drink beforehand mm. or something yeah. to like get yourself in the mood. Like I sometimes feel more turned on when I haven't been drinking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, so yeah. So if you, if you have to drug yourself, I mean, look, it's completely don't. true. And it, it's, this is reality for, I think a lot of women. I think so too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why we have to bring it up because yes. I think when we don't speak about things because they're awkward, yeah. um, that's really not good for society. So yeah. I think yeah. also another like kind of wanting it to be over once you yeah. get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that as well. Um, so if you're just being realistic and it is not settling, then you likely never or very, very rarely have to vent about your partner to your friends and family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're, you're protecting that space, yeah. um, a little bit more, you know, you're not like just always ragging on this person. Your fights never get ugly. I think things can get real nasty 
if you're settling. I don't think it, it, it's necessary. I think you can still have like respectful fights and yeah. And I mean, if not, the fights get ugly, even if you don't realize you're settling, I just yeah. want to let you know you are because yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way, and you deserve to be with someone who yeah, respects you, even be ugly. if you're having a disagreement. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. They annoy you, but it doesn't really change the love you feel for them. Mm. Um, So this is a big one. If they annoy you and you're just like, oh, (laughs) and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. That's Mm. a, if that's a thought you have, you're probably settling. Yeah. Cause Um, everyone has quirks. We all do. And you can just realize that someone has a quirk or they do something differently than you would, or it's marginally irritating versus being annoyed about it. Yeah. And being like, I can't do this if they if they're like. That's this. how I felt about the damn laundry. The I was damn like, laundry. <laughs> yeah, I can relate in many ways. Um, you're willing to work out your issues together, so you can like both come to the table. You're both willing to compromise. You're both, you know, like here to listen and be respectful. Um, and you're comfortable right where you are. Um, and this isn't the comfortable from earlier where it's like comparatively, it's more comfortable to be here. It's like, no, I actually feel good. I like mm. this. Yeah. Um, and I would say like feeling at ease, feeling relaxed with the person, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which everyone can have really. Yeah. Um, even if you feel like you've been looking for someone for a while, you know, don't, I mean, I would say, don't think of it as looking for someone, you know, just yeah. really focus on making yourself happy single mm-hmm. and yeah and you know continue to get out there continue to meet people continue to improve yourself you'll attract great individuals yeah and even and then if you don't you'll still be happy because you're not gonna yeah. let yourself down and you're not going to be settling for yourself you can create a dream life on your own yeah Oh, so that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We would love to know what everyone thought. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple. Let us know, you know, your thoughts on the episode. If you want to share directly with us, join our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. We would love to have you over there. We wish everyone the best of luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you know, you can have what you deserve. You are worthy or wait. (laughs) <laughs> you get you deserve to have what you want <laughs> yes and you are worthy of having what you want always remember that yes definitely and if you want more support around this mm. um we both have coaching options and you can just dm us in the instagram x files podcast or if you join patreon you can send us a message there too yeah. and we'll send you dating some information. coaching can be yeah. really fun i love you know i have a couple of clients that i'm you know messaging with about getting out there again and it really yeah. helps to have someone you know who has your back who you can kind of bounce ideas off of yeah. and who can root you on when you're getting out there again well we will talk to your ears again very soon thank you for listening to x files a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about breakup coaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast.